Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the eighth episode of Musai Collective. I can't believe we're here eight episodes later, <laughs> but it's been such a pleasure to bring you new guests and muses from around the globe each week, and I hope you've been enjoying it. I'm your host, Lindsay Cabrera, and today you'll be meeting a friend and DJ and producer, Francesca Lombardo, based in France. I can say that I've personally watched Francesca's career grow and blossom over the years, and she's really cultivated a sound of her own and one that represents a multidisciplinary musical background and transcends the dance floor in an emotive narrative of dreamy soundscapes, stirring melodies, and hypnotic rhythms. She's Italian-born and classically trained, and Francesca really carved her path in electronic music. Crisscrossing the globe as a DJ and live performer, she's played monumental shows, including IMS Delt Villa, Burning Man, Tomorrowland, Get Lost, and Circo Loco. There's no doubt that Francesca's passion and drive for innovation in music serves as a fuel to keep her inspired and relevant, destined to soundtrack our lives for years to come. Today, we'll be discussing her new journey as a mom, her origin as a DJ and producer, her new release called Freak on Sea out on Crosstown Rebels, and her new non-for-profit Life of Relief, and much more. This musical Masai is an artist to watch, and you can follow her on Instagram at Francesca Lombardo Music. I hope you enjoy this episode, and here's Francesca Lombardo on Musai Collective. Hello, Francesca. It's so good to see you. Thank you so much for being here today. How are you? Hello, Lindsay. I'm good. Happy me for inviting me to talk to you today. Yeah, it's a nice sunny day here in Garsh in France, but I'm staying in my dark studio to make music. So. Yeah, it looks like a spaceship. <laughs> With all the lights. So good to connect with you. And just to give some background information, I actually met, I want to say I met you back in 2016 when we were both at SXM Festival in St. Martin. And, you know, we were all hanging out that week. And I feel like since then, we would always stay connected throughout the year, all over the world, like Detroit or Miami or whatever. We would just make it work. And, you know, that's what was so special about being in the dance music industry and being able to travel everywhere and see your friends all over the world. And then, and then I was just thinking, oh my gosh, I haven't not seen you since 2019 at Electric Island in Toronto. <laughs> and like 2019, you know, it's like so long ago. Like it seems like yesterday because it was one of the last gigs actually I did. I think it was November, was it? No, September. It was in September, Labor Day, and yeah, and you had just told us that you were pregnant, and Jen and Monique and I had to drink your champagne <laughs> for you. <laughs> And we're like, okay, well, I guess we'll take care of your rider for you. <laughs> How has the gift of motherhood been for you this past year? And do you feel like it's changed your life drastically or what, you know, the lessons you've learned during this year of motherhood for you? Well, I was kind of like lucky in a way because as soon as I had the baby, Adrian, then, you know, the, all the lockdown started. So I had a lot of time to spend with him. And yeah. if this didn't happen... I would have probably like started to travel pretty soon. So, and that would have been really drastic. I think the change, the fact that I had to leave him, uh, not being able to experience how to be a proper like full-time mom, you know? Yeah. So I think the universe has been pretty, pretty nice to me in a way that gave me the, the possibility to be a full-time mom. Yeah, it was like an extended maternity leave, like allowing you the time and space to be at home. Yeah, like <laughs> 
more than a year now. Like, yeah. I mean, it's been obviously a big change because, you know, you learn how to be a mother. Like you, you have to look after yourself and someone else, you know, and also you have the, this little thing, you know. This little human being. Yeah. <laughs> but it didn't change anything regarding my career because the career changed instead because of COVID. So, right. Yeah. yeah. I, feel, I feel really lucky and uh, I love to be able to spend time with him. So I'm kind of happy. Well, yeah. And they always say that, like, I think like the first three years are the most important, really. And a lot of mothers take that time. You know, some countries are luckier than others with the extended amount of time that I feel like this just honestly just worked out for you. And that's so great. (laughs) I mean, my first gig was going to be like two weeks after my... Oh, wow. (laughs) And it got canceled. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. How has that adjustment been with you for the fact that the entire music industry and live events has come to... um, complete halt over the last year how have you been staying inspired and creative during all of this well you know like just I think you make some projects you know you think okay I'm gonna do this I'm gonna you know I did a few like remixes a few collaborations and that's nice to do because you're like kind of working with other people so it kind of inspire you as well and then I've been writing music on my own for like not really like a reason so like I've been throwing all this track out but they don't really have a home you know yet mm-hmm. I mean I haven't finished anything yet <laughs> <laughs> it's all in like the creative process right yeah <laughs> there's so many different things that I've been doing and I think the fact that I, I could have the freedom and the time to do all of this you know it kept me inspired because yeah that, you know, I don't really need to do anything for a special reason you're doing it because you want to like from your heart and we never had like as artists as DJs we never had all this time in our hands you know yeah right music I know that mm. I don't have as much time as before because also I have a baby, so the yeah. time is limited. But it's good to not not spend every single day in the studio, like 10, 12 hours a day, because otherwise you, you get in a loop. It's good to do other things. So that's another thing, you know, I get inspired by just switching off and going and spend time with my baby. Do you have any like rituals you practice every day for yourself? I like to do... <laughs> I like to do yoga. So like Me too, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, my day starts like in the morning. Obviously, I'm looking after my baby until yeah. like around twelve, sometimes, sometimes four, depends on you know, we have a babysitter, so it depends on the days. And uh, as soon as like the babysitter arrives. Uh, the first thing I do, I just go and take some time for myself. It helps me to open up to inspiration, creativity, and it, and also to to keep fit, you know, because like we don't like we are used to like travel around the world, you know, never stop, never like mm-hmm. stay in the same place for longer than two days. Yeah, you know? we've been here like in our homes for so long now, like, and it's good to like keep fit, you know, and keep moving. You know? Yeah. And and when you're doing daily practice of yoga, it's more than the act of yoga. It's like you said, opening yourself up. Maybe you're clearing your mind. Maybe you're getting clarity. I mean, I've been doing it as a morning practice. Actually, I want to say since about May, I was like, I'm going to commit to this. And wow, I feel the difference. And it just, it's like, I if I don't do it, I feel out of balance. <laughs> It's like, it becomes like a ritual, you know, like, yes. and that's one thing. Then I, I signed up for a diploma course to making care product. Cool. Coming soon. <laughs> you know, also like you have a baby, then you're making music. And then it's something that I always wanted to do, but it takes time also to do this. And I'm not spending as much time as I spend it in the studio to actually study. 
but I do study like in the evenings, you know, after the baby is asleep or maybe like when he's asleep, like one hour there, one hour there. Yeah, it's like a passion project. I've always been interested because given the fact that I travel a lot, good care of my skin because yes. All the time, you fly a lot, and I was like, "Why don't don't just make a organic? Because this is just organic product, which is good for the earth, for the planet. First of all, because mm-hmm. you know, you, when you buy creams, you never know what's really inside. You know, and yeah. all stuff that is inside is polluting for the planet. So I was like, there is a new market that is coming out that is becoming really popular, which is like the organic product. Yeah. I'm into it. I can't wait. Let, let us know if it's ready. <laughs> is this just for like your own personal use or you want to sell it? No, for now it's personal. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because I was thinking not for skincare per se, but um, I have a friend here that has cacao, uh, like a cacao farm. And I said to her the other day, I was like, hey, do you have any cacao butter available? Because I really want to make my own body butters and like soaps and whatever. So I think that I see uh, last week, because I, I tried for the week, uh, a week, you know, last last week I did a body butter with cacao. So nice. <laughs> and I'm putting it every day. It's really finished. So as soon as it's finished, then I have to do something else. Yeah. You want, because, you know, this is kind of really basic. Like uh, you just blend it with other oils and other butters. It's so easy to make. It, it is, but I'm just like, I've been thinking about it this whole time and now I'm here and I have the source. So it's like, so actually I'm going to her farm and we're going to do like soaps and creams and she's going to invite Perfect. some people. I'm so excited. <laughs> I yeah. love it. So I want to talk a little bit about your origin and your backstory and like how you really became a DJ producer. When did you really first fall in love with electronic music? What was that moment? <laughs> Okay, so basically, I started to study music when I was really young. I was studying piano singing when I was in Italy. And obviously, you know, when you study piano, like, and, and I was doing opera singing, so, like, I was studying, like, classical music, and I was so bored, you know, because that's <laughs> how important it was to know. And I was always like, I want to do this and this, which was more like a pop kind of stuff or rock. So I joined a few bands in Italy. I was playing guitar also, but like just, I just loved myself, you know? So like I was playing guitar in this band and I was doing like backing vocals. And, and then we, I joined a, a trip hop band. We were just playing for us. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like going to do something big, you know, just like <laughs> I come from a countryside, a little town. No? So you imagine it was like the town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When I was nine, no, maybe not nine, maybe 10, 11, I had to enter the conservatory of music. So I was taking private lessons by, uh, from this uh, piano teacher. And he had a studio in his house uh, with all synthesizers and stuff like this, you know. So I, I once went to his house and started to take piano lessons. And then one day it was like, Francesca, I'll show you something. I was like, what? We was so little, like 11 or 12. Oh my gosh, I love it. Downstairs and he, and he opened the door and I said, Oh, this amazing studio, you know, with an Atari, you know, and like all these things that I didn't, I never seen in my life. Especially and, in this little town or is this in Italy? In another place? Italy was in a different town. Like, okay. Italy, like really good uh, teacher. Actually, today he's a policeman. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> I wanted to say hi because it, it really is like, it, it's one of those person who really signed me as a musician, you know, like he, he was such a mentor for me, you know, yeah. before I, 
conservatory on music. So I really wanted to find him again and I managed to find him and he's a policeman. Uh, he's really good uh, pian pianist and he's still playing like concerts and stuff. Like another way because it's hard to make it as a, as a musician in that area of Italy because there's so many conservatories on music and anyway so he took me to the studio and he was like and he started to show me how you can make, make a track by yourself and I just was like oh my god I got so much into it and that's when I started to listen more to electronic music it was like uh, probably wait uh, I was 12 so yeah it was like the 90s uh, it was like the 90s so all the electronic music was already been out for like a decade or something, you know? Mm -hmm. So I really got into it, like uh, listening to Kraftwerk or even like more pop star stuff like Eurythmics and everything that had like synthesizers inside and mm -hmm. really got into it. But then, then that was it. And then like when I was like 16, I started clubbing in Italy. <laughs> and then here we go <laughs> I started to know about DJs and I was really like enchanted by like the DJ uh, role you know in a in a club in a room you know in a club room but I never thought I was going to be a DJ myself then mm -hmm. like when I was 18 I decided to go to London actually I always wanted to go to London you know since I was like six and when I got to London my my way like I just took this way which was like you know started to go raving <laughs> and you know I got really got close to DJs and like producers and people who had a lot of studios so like my love you know went boom to uh, work in studios with other people that were more much more experienced than anyone that I've met in my life before they had really good studios and I started to to stay close and you know, get closer to DJs. So I started to DJ myself for fun in the bedroom with my friends. And then, you know, then I it all took off, you know, like for the love, you know, and, and still like for the first like 10 years I was DJing, but I never thought I was going to have this as a, it was going to be a job for me. Yeah. Time job. I was always thinking like it's a fun thing to do, you know, but I don't think there was a job back then, you know, for a DJ. Right, right. Yeah. And you were just like having fun with your friends and like for the love of the music that because you loved it. Support yourself financially back in the days if you were full-time DJ, you know, you really yeah. have to know. So and then I, I started to study like music production. I went and did, did a diploma, sound engineering, then I went to a vocal techniques uh, university and I kind of like started to study there, there, there and then joined a few bands and started to DJ. And I kept on doing my little jobs there and there just to support myself financially. And then like at the end, it just took off. So yeah. I love hearing the origin of people's stories. I just love it. It's so raw and authentic always. And actually, I'm just thinking as you were saying all this, I actually remember the first time that I saw you play. We did not know each other yet, but it was 2014 at Damien Lazarus's 24-hour Get Lost party at Miami Music Week. And I remember it was like an early morning set, but we got there in the morning. So like freshly slept and everything, but you were opening. Yeah. What? I remember you. I remember exactly the scene when you were like by the column, like, you know, and, and he was talking to you about, because I knew he was talking about me. You know? Yes, 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 yes. It was like five or six in the morning, I think. It was yeah. something like that, yeah. <laughs> Later, I, I don't know, but it was really early and it was such a good party. It was so fun. <laughs> And, you know, I know that Damien has been a big supporter of your career over the years and you actually just had a release 
come out on February 26th on Damien's Crosstown Rebels label called Freak on C. But first I have to ask, is this a play on words, frequency at all? Yeah, it is. Is it? Okay. Because I read it and I was like, Freak on C. And right away I was like, frequency? <laughs> Tell me about this release. You're probably the first person who actually noticed, you know? <laughs> oh, really? Yay. <laughs> We're connected. <laughs> it also has a different meaning. Like, so when Damon asked me to write this track for um, the Spirits compilation, it was right in August when there was like the explosion happening in Beirut. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that there's actually when I wrote the tracks after the explosion. So freak on sea, meaning the explosion on the sea. Oh. So it has like a double meaning. And I, I really, I was really thinking about this really sad event, you know, when I wrote the track and I was kind of dedicated the track to, to all my friends in the room. Okay. Well, thanks for sharing that extra <laughs> meaning. Cause I, I was just like, wait, frequency. And I know how you are. And I was like, this is totally frequency. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. No, I listened to it. It's lovely. I want to talk about the live stream event you have coming up called Life of Relief on March 21st on International Day of Forests and $1 Plants, One Tree. Can you tell us more about this initiative and when did you start Life of Relief and what made you feel called to launch something like this? I know that in Brazil, like every day, like a lot of the, you know, land gets burned and, you know, but there was a big, fire like and uh, also in Australia so like me and my my manager Kelly we were like we should do something you know like we, we wish to do, do something to help the environment and reforestation of uh, after all these things are happening and we, we were thinking how much we're flying as DJs and as artists and it would be nice to ask all the DJs to to give something back the initial idea was to have the artists joining us and helping us to plant trees around the world so like when when they had a gig they would just donate a percentage of their fees back to us to plant trees also there were like clubs that they also were part of it they still are but you know then after we launched it COVID happens so we had like a lot of people like interested and a lot of support we managed to raise some money to plant a lot actually the the trees have been planted we are working with One Tree Planted which is a company that plants trees around the world and they they choose I mean they have different areas they work with the the locals as well and uh, they they know which trees they have to plant around the world so you cannot plant whatever tree you know you want anywhere they know where it's the most sensitive where it needs yeah because you would you would change the ecosystem in a way like be careful like uh, you know what you plant and so we're working with them so whatever we raise we just give it to them obviously nice. like last month we haven't been able to raise a lot of money that's why we want to do this streaming on the 21st which is National Day of Forest so we picked up picked this day we have a few DJs that are joining us like, ah who's joining us <laughs> <laughs> Francesca Tristano is doing a special uh, piano set uh, right. we're uh, back to basic uh, you know like we're explaining back stuff and then um, we have uh, Renato Rattier we got Lauren Lane we got Soul Club Talk. Yeah, that's really great. Just bringing together the community, the music community to give back. It's so great. I think there's not enough of that. And I think if everyone did their little part, it really could have a big effect. I think sometimes people don't know how they can help. And then someone like you needs to initiate something and then they feel like this is how they can give back rather than organizing it themselves. But you know what I mean? Like they know, okay, I'm going to play this live stream, push it out and they can help with their network of fans, friends who also contribute 
contribute. So I think it's really great to initiate it because people are just like, oh, I don't know how to do this or start this. And then when there's an opportunity, <laughs> you know, we're like, oh my God, there's so much to do. You know, yeah, it's a lot of work. Uh, me, Kelly, and Amal, and um, there is another few friends that are helping. And also, like, we're working with DJ Mag, with SXM, and uh, we're working with Sonic Radio in Ibiza. So, we have a lot of support, mixed mag, I show some support as well. So, it's good that, you know, to bring together, as you said, the communities. Hopefully, we will be able to plant many trees. Yeah. We're going to play. And, you know, there's going to be like a, a donate button. So like all you have, people have to donate is just one dollar. I'll link the information in your description on the podcast for all of this. Yes, donate. <laughs> donate. <laughs> That's so awesome. I love it. Over the few years, I saw that you were doing a little bit of sound healing for yourself and your friends just for fun. You know, sound vibrations and frequencies are healing and the body does react to this vibration causing, you know, stress reduction, decreased anxiety and depression and so many more benefits. Have you been doing any sound healing at all? Or, you know, I just for my boyfriend, for some friends. Lucky man. <laughs> Private sound healing. And also for, for Adrian, actually for the baby. <laughs> uh, I've tried to share in the um, in this uh, town where I'm living now but not many people understand I think it depends like sound healing is something that you, if you live in a, like in a city people are more open to it but when you live in a small village like I do you know people are, don't don't even know what it is yeah and they're like what do you mean you're taking uh, yeah. crystal balls and <laughs> what is this uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, do you have a diploma? I was like, yeah, yeah, they all the certi certificates and these things. No. And uh, actually, I did study in Ecuador, but uh -huh. it was like in the middle of the jungle with, with, with this teacher. It was pretty amazing. It was like a week course. You know? Nice. But you did do some kind of course. Yes. And also, like, when you're a musician, it's easier, you know. Uh -huh. Really like it's like you're really, really playing as like an instrument. You you know like uh, which uh, intensity you need to give. You can see the reaction of the people. You know because some people they start like tweaking tweaking the, the the fingers. You know you can see their nervous system reaction. You know yes. and it's beautiful. Like and I do it to myself as well. Yeah, I love it. I actually want some sound healing bowls just for my own personal use. <laughs> Next time when I come to Toronto. Yes, we have to have a sound healing session. <laughs> you know, you, I'm not joking. Actually, when I went to Lebanon once, I I was going to my mom after, so I took the balls because I really wanted to give it to my mom. So <laughs> after the party, I went and gave the the sessions to the promoters. They probably needed a session or two. <laughs> yeah, they fell asleep. It was so funny, and it was like five six in the morning. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so great. You know, everything is switched, and like they were like. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, where do you see the future of dance music and live events going in the next foreseeable future? <laughs> I think going back to where, you know, it will stop, you know, like obviously there is a lot of things going on right now, like where you can pay tickets to see like events, you know, online. Mm -hmm. And we kind of need it for people, for artists to, to also make some money to show their whatever, like if they have a new live show. And I, I kind of like it. It's really cool. But it won't, it won't replace what we had before. So whatever, even if this stays, you know, and like uh, people can decide whether they want to do it online or they want to do it like live. The live thing is going to be still happening, you know, once everything is going to be a bit more chill, like the things now that have been given to the people. Things are going back to normal. Might take another year, two years. 
producers, who knows? People need to find other ways to share their music. If we have to talk about what's actually happening now, like things are going better and better, you know? I know there's a lot of variants and stuff like, like the English variant, the Brazilian variant or like, but every pandemic, even in the past, it never uh, stayed with, with us for like longer than two years. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Now all these vaccinations, you know, it must end at one point. I'm starting to get bookings, actually, which really happy about it. From what I'm hearing from the UK side of things, they're hoping to have some live events with COVID cautions happening this summer. So there's some hope there, I think, for some smaller scale events, obviously not with like 10,000 people raving in a pit, but... <laughs> Maybe something more intimate and COVID safe, if you want to say that. And maybe there's like, maybe there's going to be regulations, but like, you know, you have to have a vaccine to attend. Maybe I don't really know what that will look like, but it's just interesting, you know, because I think that the online streaming will continue because that's opening up a whole new portal of audience for artists to get extra creative and create these special Twitch channels even and still reach the people from their homes. But once things go live, I know people are craving for that connection and to be on that dance floor again and also probably as an artist to feel that energy exchange with the people that'll be a really special moment that's for sure <laughs> i think a lot of people like won't be able to travel straight away like yeah dance. and you know like when we left it to what it was like before covid came i mean people were like taking flights just to go like see a party you know for a while because a lot of people don't have the cash anymore or like their their life changed you know like uh, uh, the dj's live and artist's life changed you know so they it might take a while for them to be able to to go to a party maybe they can only join their local party so that yeah. they can see all the artists that they want to see so maybe they want to see someone who's not gonna play in their town for a while but they is gonna play online so they they can pay for to see the the artist online or they can see for free depending on what the artist wants to do but yeah for sure the online thing will remain mm -hmm. but everything will slowly come back yeah i don't think it's gonna happen straight away it might take like one or two years but it will come back I'm sure. it will come back it's gonna be a really nice feeling actually <laughs> on the dance floor. Maybe if you could share maybe, you know, one or two of your muses in your life that you'd love to give a shout out to. Yeah. I mean, when I think about muses, it's always like artists that I, I used to listen when I was a little bit younger, you know, because uh -huh. I have so many now, like, you know, the muses that sign me as an artist, you know, yeah. so I used to love Skankanensi and Skin because of her voice. I remember I used to listen to her like album, like um, they, sh they did the last album they did together for like long, you know, like I've, I know all the tracks and, and it's like, I really love their voice and her melody. So uh, Skin was one of them, is one of them. And then I, I love Bjork because of her voice but also because of her her creativity like visually and like yes. she, she's like a three-dimensional like artist and I remember when the first time I saw her live before I saw her live I actually didn't like her it was in <sighs> London actually I was like I don't like her and then when I saw her live it was in a church in Islin Tiger in Islington in London <gasps> I just went like, I remember she was like, she was like singing uh, with not shoes on. And, you know, she had this amazing dress and like with a lot of string players and, you know, and I just fell in love with her because she was so, you know, simple, but so everything, you know? Yes, yes. And I think that's where I got like the string thing. So when I did my, you know, my inspiration about the string, I also used to love Annie Lennox when I was a kid. I thought she was like so badass, you know, the way <laughs> with the, her voice. Most of the times, like my music has always been like singer, I guess. Nowadays, obviously things have changed, you know, I've 
started to DJ. So people like Anya Schneider, she's like one of my muse, you know, she's, I have so much respect for her because she's been in the game for a long time, you know, she's a proper rebel, you know. She's going to be on the podcast next month. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Yeah, like we used to last time I saw actually was in Toronto yeah yeah we were all there at the same time Mm -hmm. I remember we had lunch together and I was already pregnant she was giving me all these tips you know (laughs) (laughs) there you go (laughs) yeah I mean and you know there's so many other names that I can give you but now like this are uh, maybe the ones that, uh, you know, inspire me, like in my way of uh, writing things and in my music. So thanks for sharing. Okay. So now it's time for the follow your bliss finale question. Can you share with us one positive outcome from this pandemic you may have experienced or any life-changing lessons you've learned? Yeah. Look after you. <laughs> yeah. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because before, you know, when I think of the at the ratio of like moving and like never stopping and never having time to stop and just like look after yourself that we had as artists and DJs like touring all the time it's like crazy boom 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 uh, we didn't have the time I mean I'm sure that I'm not the only one that thinks that you know to, to think about ourselves because it was all about giving 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 like traveling 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 so even when you came back home there's always something to do now I have the time to actually look after myself, like my, you know, and like to care of myself and to, to think and understand when I need some space or I don't need some space, you know, and put myself kind of first as well, after the little one, of course. Of course, yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously, our lives are slowed down, so... I have to consider sometimes, will I be able to start traveling like I used to do before? Yeah, maybe it'll be scaled down. I mean, you'll know when the time comes. Yeah. Last time I went to Mexico, it was in November. I did like three gigs on a mm-hmm. row. And it was really, three gigs, yeah, three gigs. And it was really cool. I loved it. But I mean, I had to travel for like 27 hours on the way out and on the way back because they kept on canceling flights. So it was really tough, you know, I got yeah. really- but I, I can, you know, it was so nice to be away. And like, when I came back full of energy, you know, just to be able to see my friends, to travel. But then, you know, this was one weekend. So, and then I came back and I had the time to just chill again. So whether like you're traveling a lot, you're not traveling a lot, like just understand that, you know, we had all this time for ourselves and just take the lessons that we learned, you know, and just bring them, bring them with you on tour, you know, be more healthy even when you're touring, you know, think about yourself and yeah. Yeah. I feel like having more of a conscious, healthy tour life. (laughs) Just, you know, (laughs) I mean, I'm sure there's like little things that you can do in the future when you're touring, maybe back to back gigs and just be more conscious about what you're doing on the road, what you're eating, maybe make sure you get to sleep, these things. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for sharing. That I learned, you know, I mean, there's other lessons, obviously, but this one is the one that is in my mind. Thank you so much for being here today. Was there anything else you'd like to share? I just want to share the fact that I can really looking forward to come back at 
for everything to come back and I want to share with my fellow mates, the other artists and all the people, the dancers, that sometimes it's good to take a break, but that doesn't mean that we won't be the same when we come back. I just uh, hoping that everyone, like sometimes people go down or like they get sad because it's hard for all of us. Just want to send some love, you know, to, to everyone, just hang in there. It's all going to come back. At least we had the time to, to think about other things that we wouldn't have had the time to think about because I see a lot of friends going down sometimes even I do getting a little bit depressed thinking about oh everything is gone but no it's not it's just a break so embrace it yeah everyone has an off day it can happen of course but I think it's really nice to you know check in with each other exactly. talk about it know that you can reach out to your friends support each other in the community because you're all going through the same thing exactly. yeah. so don't forget that so I'm just giving some bites to everyone and just be happy yeah well thank you for so much for sharing that so it was so nice to talk to you and catch up and see you virtually <laughs> yeah I'm hoping you find your, your beautiful place where you stay you know I'm so jealous I <laughs> well maybe we can make something happen in the future <laughs> <laughs> in the near future in the near future okay well we'll see you soon love you bye Bye. Bye.